What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Man Man Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. I hope you liked my little karate intro there. Uh, There were some fun UFC fights this weekend, so it had me kind of hyped up and felt like that was the necessary intro. But as always, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, rating, leaving a comment. All of that fun stuff really helps me, uh, you know, keep going, spread the love, all that fun stuff. Much appreciated. Um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at MilesKCO6 and on Twitter, MKCO6. You the best. Yeah, but let's just get into it today. Uh, I have a few things I want to talk about up front here. Uh, the first one being uh, the rap beef. I know I talked about it last time a little bit. I'm just going to give a quick update. The beef has been squashed, folks. Uh, Pusher T and Drake are no longer beefing. They... Called it, they called it to an, a, a truce, I guess I would say, uh, through somebody else, not through them. Supposedly, Drake had a career-ending diss track for Pusha T and Kanye West. And Jay Prince, an OG in the game, like a legit, like a real gangster. He, I think I believe he's a high-ranking blood, something like that. I don't, I don't know all the details. Uh, but basically, he was the one who called both of them and was like, hey, we need to call this a truce. And when Jay Prince says something, you listen. And they both did, so the, the beef is over. The beef has been squashed. And it was fun while it lasted. And it, didn't, it didn't escalate to a level where it was violent. And, you know, I appreciate that. That's how I like my beef. But, yeah, that's over. It's done. So, eh, you know, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, besides that, though, speaking on the same topic of music, Holy crap, folks. 2018. If you aren't listening to new music, if you haven't found something new to listen to yet this year, I just don't I don't know what you're doing. Because there has been so much good music, and there's more on the way. I mean, I know I've already mentioned it, but that Pusha T album, the Kanye album, Kid Cudi just came out with a new album that, you know, it wasn't my favorite of the three so far, but he had a couple of good songs on there. I still like it. Uh, I even am using one of the songs on this episode, but... Oh, and the artwork on that was phenomenal. If you haven't seen the album artwork for Kid Cudi's new album, check it out. It's really, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, besides that, you know, like I said, the Father John Misty, the ASAP Rocky album came out, which was great. Uh, I had a buddy, my buddy Omar, introduced me to this new Black Thought album that just came out, and it's amazing as well. You know, it's produced by The Roots. The beats are all made by The Roots, and they're extremely talented musicians. So. And Black Thought has amazing lyrics, and he is just a very, like, conscious rapper, very on top of it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're not listening to new music, you got to wake up. you got to do it. You're, you're missing out. It's, it's one of the simplest joys and pleasures in life, and they have really been hitting it hard this 2018. All the artists. It's been, it's been a great year for music. <sighs> yeah, but besides that... Uh, I've been hitting more open mics late recently, and I think it's been going well. It's it's not quite as big of a, a task. I don't know how to explain this exactly, but when I before would you know go into the open mic, I kind of like 
early in the day, it's like anxiety sets in. It's like, all right, I'm going to do this. But it's like you're trying to get over that. You have this mental hurdle. And I don't have that as much. It's more like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. I want to do this. I, I need to do this. And I think part of it's coming from a, a slight switch in perspective too because one of my goals at the open mic is always to be funny, right? That makes sense. If I want to be a comedian, i got to figure out how to be funny on stage. And it's hard. It's really hard. So I think by setting a, a different goal, a goal that allows me to check the box with in the win column and help me build my confidence, and that new goal is just to be comfortable on stage. Don't worry about bombing don't worry about being funny don't worry about saying the material perfectly or getting all your points across but worry about looking comfortable on stage looking like you belong up there and i think i've been doing a better job of that you know still not perfect of course way 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 far away from that but i am improving and i think you know that small switch in perspective that small goal change has been good for me so yeah i just want to share that with you because maybe if you're trying to figure out something and go through it too Switch how you're looking at it. Switch the, the objective, the goal. But it can still help you, you know, achieve what you want to achieve and maybe take the next stepping stone to, to being a little bit better and building some confidence. So that's what I've been working with anyways. Um, but, yeah, what else? Yeah, I think that's basically it for the intro, though. You know, today's episode, it is going to get a little dark at times. Uh, I'm going to be talking about suicide a bit because one of my favorite people took his own life this past week, uh, Friday, Anthony Bourdain. We'll be getting into that a little bit later. Uh, so, if, you know, if you're sensitive to that type of topic, maybe skip this episode and I understand. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, folks, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Catch me out, y'all done specially invited guests me out. Y'all been telling jokes that's gonna stress me out. Soon as I walk in, I'm like, let's be out. I was off the chain, I was often drained, I was off the meds, I was called insane. What an awesome thing, engulfed the shame. I want all the rain, I want all the pain, I want all the smoke, I want all the blame. Cardio, audio, let me jog your brain. Caught in the audio home, we was all detained. All of you, Mario, it's all the game. I'm so, I'm so rich. What's up, folks? So today, you know, we're going to just be kind of talking about a few topics. Uh, we'll keep it lighthearted at first and then kind of work our way up to the more serious uh, and real slash upsetting topics, you know? Like the suicide of Anthony Bourdain, which has definitely affected me in many different ways, which I'll get into later, but... 
Up here in the front, we're keeping it lighthearted. We're going to talk about LeBron first. I mean, you know, I guess congrats to the Warriors. Fucking 4-0 sweep. Uh, it wasn't the finals series that everybody wanted. That's for sure. That did not go, you know, nobody wants to see a sweep. Everybody wants to see back and forth, you know, get to game seven maybe. But, uh, yeah, the Warriors were just too much. They were too good. And it's uh, unfortunate to to find out also that LeBron had hurt his hand. You know, it's crazy when even the best in the world, somebody like LeBron, who, you know, and I'm not saying he's the best ever. I'm saying he's the best in the world right now. Nobody's better than LeBron. And even he can let his emotions get the best of him. You know, after that horrible game one, JR shit the bed. Uh, multiple things went wrong. It wasn't just JR, but apparently he punched a backboard and broke his own fucking hand and then continued to play the next three games with a broken hand and still averaged almost, you know, I don't know what he ended up averaging, but he did score the most points out of all the people as usual. He, you know, and it sucks because even as me and my roommate here were watching it at home, you could tell something was up. He was passing the ball a lot. He was really trying to facilitate. And he just wasn't being the aggressive LeBron that everybody knows and loves. Like, So it was hard to watch, you know. And then you find out that he did hurt himself. And it's just, I guess in a way it's okay because it, it's nice to see that even LeBron is human, you know. He does let his emotions get the best of him. Sometimes he, uh, you know, can't control it. And it's nice to know that even the greats, the, you know, the best of the best, they even get overcome by emotion and let themselves get lost in that emotion. And I think it's, a, it's an important lesson to all of us, right? Because emotions are very fleeting. Um, sure, they can come on very strong and overwhelm us, but it's important to not get caught up in those and not let them control the outcome and force you to do something stupid, right? Don't go with the first impulse. Take a breath. Meditate. And then maybe think about what you want to do after that. And, you know, obviously LeBron, nobody is more upset at LeBron than LeBron, I imagine, for punching that backboard or whatever it was, wall. Um, but it is what it is. And I'm sure he's going to, you know, we might have seen the last game of him as a Cleveland Cavalier, which is, you know, pretty fascinating. Would have been nice to uh, see him. Yeah, just, you know, just make it a little more competitive. But as we said, you know, we know what was up, and that team was not the strongest. We all know that. If you And if you don't know that, you just weren't watching basketball, which is fine. I get it. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does next year. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm kind of hoping he goes to Philadelphia for some reason. I like the idea of him being on that young squad. Just, you know, they have a ton of talent. He could really take them to the next level. But he, anywhere he goes, is they're immediately, obviously, a contender. Doesn't even matter. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens in that sense once free agency and all that. So looking forward to that. Should be fun. Uh, other things. One thing I've been focusing on here recently, uh, and I kind of mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast actually a little bit too, is I've been trying to focus on smaller goals or little little changes at a time instead of trying to make a bunch of changes or do everything at once, you know, because it, as, as I talked about before, doing that, it can be overwhelming. It can be too much. And one of the little changes besides, you know, how I look at 
going to these mics and how I change my perspective of what I'm trying to do on stage, all of that. Um, one little change I'm trying to make is quit biting my fingernails. I'm on day five right now, and uh, I must admit, my fingers are looking like a big juicy steak. I don't know what it is. It's something I must have a sickness in my brain, or I, I don't know what it is, but I have always you know, been a fingernail biter, and it's something I hate that I do. You know, I don't like to make my fucking nails bleed or get, you know, it's horrible. It's the nastiest, ha one of the nastiest habits. And I decided last week that I was like, all right, fuck it. It's time to just start making little changes. We're going to attack little things about myself that I want to improve. Because I've been a little stagnant lately. I've still been working hard and keeping busy and trying to keep myself honest. But, you know, I haven't made a lot of strides in certain aspects and I want to you know keep making sure I'm growing personally not just within the stand-up or not just doing a better job at work but also when I'm at home by myself doing nothing you know I want to make sure that person's doing good too and yeah so that's why I've been trying to uh just straight willpower it just fucking every time you know I start to put my finger to my mouth or whatever it is and start biting it I just like no 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 deep breath just you know, just like letting it in, letting it out, not reacting, not falling for that that trigger, whatever it is. If it's anxiety, if it's stress, or uh, a thought about what I'm supposed to do later, you know, something. There's something that triggers me to bite my fingernails, and I'm not sure what it is yet. I haven't quite figured it out, but I am constantly being more aware of biting my fingernails, and I think that's been a big key in trying to help me overcome this obstacle, you know, and I, I, I act like it's a fucking, I'm not acting like it's a monumental task, it's, you know, I'm biting, my, I'm trying to quit biting my fingernails, but it's these type of things that you do that can lead to bigger improvements, you know, when you take the small steps again, when you do it incrementally and start to improve your life and take control of your life instead of just falling into these habits or falling into these patterns, you know, so it's been good so far, you know, five days is not a lot. I think <clears throat> once I get to maybe two weeks, it'll be interesting. I wonder if I'll still have the urge as much or still be, because, like, I'll catch myself, like, putting putting my finger right to my mouth and, like, like teeth on the fingernail. I'm like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Don't bite. Stop, stop, stop. Like, it's, it's, it's such a fucking bad habit, and it's just ingrained in my brain for sure, so... If I can, you know, the way I look at it, if I can beat this habit, fuck, I can, I can start overcoming a lot of things because this is something that I've had with me for my entire life and have never been able to overcome. And it just seemed like the perfect task to set the pace for kind of starting this next little personal journey, I, I guess, in many ways. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that with you because I thought it was, uh, maybe you can do that. You know, you find something in your life, uh something small, a, a bad habit that you don't like about yourself, and you just try to think about it. How do I combat this? How do I do a little bit better so I can avoid falling into this trap, into this pattern? Yeah, so we'll see. I'll keep you updated. Um, I don't really have any real plan around it yet. Like, I don't have, like, oh, if I do this, you do that. No, it's just like I'm just willpowering it right now. Because, I mean, that's how I quit smoking cigs, and it worked. So I know I can do it. I 
because that's also a very fucking hard thing to do, by the way. Uh, oh, and that's the... I, I kind of even forgot about this. I'm also taking a break from marijuana as well. Uh, it's just it's just time again. I, I've talked about it on here every once in a while. I always have this love-hate relationship with marijuana um, because I, I do love smoking some weed. There's no doubt about it. I am a fan I think it's fun. I love laughing. I love giggling. You know, the munchies, food tastes better. Everything's better when you're high for the most part. And, but my work ethic is not better when I'm high. Um, and I'm not as focused when I'm high. And I'm more, I have a tendency to be more lethargic and just give myself a break, which I give myself way too many breaks. So instead of, uh, you know, giving myself a break from the work of like doing stand-up or writing or journaling and meditating. I decided it's time to take another break from marijuana. I am on day two right now, so maybe quitting weed and uh, stopping biting my fingernails at the same time might not have been the best idea, but uh, we'll see. Look, it's basically I'm doing this with my roommate right now as well. We both are like, hey, we're taking a break because he has a big test coming up for his... Uh, CFA, I think, or whatever it is, and so he's going to take a break, I'm taking a break, there's going to be no no weed in the house, so that'll make it a little easier, I think, you know, we put all the stuff up, the, the, the pipe, the bong, all that shit's away, that way, you know, out of sight, out of mind, that type of thing, and yeah, obviously today's been good, uh, I've been, been just probably really mainly too tired to smoke weed today, I, I got up at fucking 3.30, a.m. this morning had to work had to open at Starbucks fucking a brutal but but we're here we're still kicking along and going strong so yeah uh that <clears throat> so that'll be interesting you know see how that pans out in the end I'm just mainly trying to take like a two-week break nothing crazy I'm not getting you know this isn't this isn't the final time I smoke. No, that's not what's happening here. We're just taking a break. And then when I do come back, I'll be able to go visit Pluto again. Because it's been a while since I've been that high. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Plus, it'll save me some money. We all know that I am <laughs> broke as a joke. And need to save money. So it just makes sense, right? It's just all of it. The stars aligned. Mercury's in retrograde or whatever the fuck they say. So uh, your boy's taking a break. The young man-child is gonna man up and take a little break. So yeah, should be interesting. Uh, well, okay, well, let's talk about face tattoos real quick before we get into the final thing here. Like, what is the deal with all these rappers getting so many face tattoos? Like I just saw that Post Malone got a new one because he already had like fucking 70 and he just got two new tattoos under each eye that says always tired huh the fuck are these people doing man like six nines got 69 tatted all over his face people's got like it's just getting to the point where you almost have to have a fucking face tattoo to even be a rapper and maybe not i mean Obviously, Kendrick doesn't. Uh, I don't think J. Cole does. You know, some of my favorites don't have <laughs> fucking face tattoos. Thank God. But 
it's almost like there's a certain shock value to it. This like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting a face tap, bro. What up? Like, there's just a certain amount of like, I guess that's why people like it. I don't know. It just seems so weird to me. The face tattoo is the ultimate just like, you know what? Fuck whatever my mom thinks. Fuck whatever your mom thinks. <laughs> and fuck whatever everybody thinks. Because this is who I am now. I'm a fucking face tattoo guy. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just weird. It makes me think like, do you think if I get a face tattoo, like maybe my comedy would get noticed? I don't, obviously I'm not funny enough to get noticed yet, but I, I, I can't help but think maybe that's a shortcut. It seems to work for some of these guys because their music isn't the best in my opinion. And a lot of them, they just have these crazy face tattoos or just doing stupid shit and it's like getting them all the attention. So maybe I just need to start doing some stupid shit. Just being wild, letting loose, not giving a fuck. I don't know. But yeah, anyways, I, I I just had to talk about that for a minute. It just, just seems weird to me, uh, the the resurgence, the, the amount of face tattoos that are in the game these days. Yeah, anyways. So, I guess now we'll get to the, the sad part of the podcast, uh, at least for me. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about suicide and, and Anthony Bourdain in particular, since he took his life this past Friday. Uh, I believe it was June 8th or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know if you know who Anthony Bourdain is or what he what he's done or what he's been about, but he was a, a famous chef who really kind of changed the game. He was the first rock star chef, in my opinion. He put being a chef on the map. He made it fucking so cool. And he is one of those guys who just was beyond charismatic, had a personality that was larger than life, and he was like a fucking, one of those those bright lights that all the little bugs just attract to, you know? You just start like, oh, there he is, and you just start fucking walking that way, and you can't even control it. He's just like, he had a gravity about him, and it's it's tragic to hear that he took his own life, you know? Because this is someone who... You know, we can say it. He kind of had it all. He had the best job in the world. He got to visit over like a hundred countries. He's traveled everywhere. He's seen everything. He has lived a thousand lives compared to most normal people. And if somebody like that can still just have that deep, dark sadness inside of them and, and can't escape it, you know, it's it's very... It's very upsetting to to see and and I think for a lot of people you know it's the same thing with Robin Williams uh, any any of those people that have decided to make that choice and take their own life it's it's heartbreaking you know and I've had people in my life who have committed suicide and it's it's always one of those things it's just like you always feel like what could I have done or why why did they do it why didn't they reach out what what was going on you know, and you never know. You really don't. And there really isn't an answer to those questions. Um, you can't dwell on them. You, it's, you know, they made a decision. They were in a rough spot. And in many cases, you just kind of have to applaud them for making it, uh, applaud them for making it as long as they did. Because when you are in that spot, you're in that deep, dark, you know, tunnel where you just don't see any light and you don't know what to do. 
it, it does seem like the best option. That's the, that's the thing that's so crazy about suicide, you know, because uh, as I've talked about here on before uh, here before a little bit, I've been depressed. I've I've had some suicidal thoughts in the past, and uh, just it's it's one of those things where it goes from seeming like the the the, the impossible thing to do. To, to one of the most easy things to do to just like oh this makes sense this is the only way out I'm in this pain I'm I, I don't see a future I don't know how I'm going to you know keep going through this and it's tough so that's and that's why it's so heartbreaking to to see for sure because it was definitely this isn't a battle that he just started fighting you know this has definitely been something that's lifelong with him he was he has had a, a drug addiction problem in the past and has struggled with substance abuse and all kinds of different stuff so yeah it's just it's just tragic and i guess part of what i wanted to say today is we we have to find a way to create a conversation around this issue how to talk about it more openly how to not feel ashamed how, how to feel you know, more empowered and like, like you can talk about depression and talk about suicidal thoughts because it's, it's an epidemic. There's no doubt about it. It's, I, I think it's the lead, one of the leading killers in the U S I mean, it's a growing phenomenon worldwide and nobody really knows exactly why. Um, I don't know if people are feeling more isolated than ever before, if there's too much pressure to succeed, if the, you know, when you have somebody like Anthony, I can only imagine at a certain point when you've had this successful of a show and you're killing it and you're making some great stuff. And at some point, you're just like, how can I keep one upping myself? How do I keep getting better? And you start, you know, you start listening to this voice that is negative. There's I think everybody kind of has this voice in their head. And one thing I'm trying to do is getting better at telling that voice to shut the fuck up because it's the voice that's always saying, Oh, you shouldn't go do stand-up tonight. You can't do it. You're not funny. You're not this. You're not that. And sure, it's part—it's mainly my insecurities and my self-image, but it's also, you know, it's that voice. And if you let that voice get too loud and it becomes the only thing that you can hear, it's uh, sometimes, like I said, it's, suicide does seem like the only option and it's, it's very, very tragic. And that's why we have to create this conversation and just start talking about it more. Um, I'm no expert on the issue, uh, but you know, I I am I'm, I'm one of those people who is very like if you were to reach out to me and and tell me something like this, I would immediately be like, okay, call me, let's figure this out, let's talk about it, because I I, I just don't want to to lose another friend like that or or anybody. Um, it's just one of those things that's a permanent solution to a temporary problem and you know sure you might not be able to see the light it doesn't feel like you're gonna get better but don't don't you know just don't don't give in and, and and it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done to reach out and ask for help and it's and and, and sometimes you can't certainly that happens so it's not only about reaching out for help but it's also about just being aware and Maybe you have to be the one to reach out. You know, maybe you're doing fine, but you notice somebody acting different, uh, struggling, whatever it may be, and you have to be the one who's like, "Oh, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Let's talk." 
I just want to check in. I just want to make sure you're okay. You know, you don't have to immediately be like, are you thinking about killing yourself? Like, you know, you don't have to, you know, finesse it a little bit. Figure it out and you can make it work. But we all just have to do a little bit of a better job. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about here. Uh, yeah. So sorry to be a little bit of a bummer. I just wanted to talk about that. Had to get that off my chest. Uh, um, I, and I'll also real quick just give the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, 1-800-273-8255. Uh, if you're struggling, give that number a call or reach out to me, whatever, you know. People do care more than you know. And sure, it can be easily, you know, you can easily get isolated. You can get caught up in your own bullshit. You can feel like you're drowning in your own sorrow and sadness and there's going to be no relief. But if you can take that step to be brave and to reach out, I mean, you're stronger than you know. And you deserve, you know, life is precious and we all deserve to, you know, be here and trying to figure this thing out. But yeah, uh. That's pretty much all I got for today, folks. Sorry to be a little bit of a bummer there at the end. I know that was a kind of a tough topic to talk about. I mean, it even got a little emotional for me over here, just talking by myself, thinking about this stuff. So, uh, like I said, if you need any help, if you need to reach out to somebody, don't be afraid to call that suicide hotline. Also, don't be afraid to reach out to your boy, the young man child. Um, like I said, I'm no expert, but I'm a good listener. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, folks. I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? Woo! I've been on a low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be Think they know it. I've been praying for somebody to save me. No one's heroic in my life. Don't even matter. I know it. I know it. I know I'm hurting deep down, but can't show it. I never had a place to call my own. I never had a home. Ain't nobody calling my phone. Where you been? Where you at? What's on your mind? They say every life precious, but nobody care about mine. I've been on the low. I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. Who can have it folks the 32nd episode of the millennial Manchild podcast is in the books Woo! we did it and by we i mean me no i'm just kidding you know i couldn't do this out you thank you all i appreciate it every time you reach out every time you say a nice word uh or say hey i'm even listening i i am still taken aback i'm humbled and it is much appreciated folks you really do make this worthwhile even if I only got, you know, maybe 100 people listening, maybe 50 people listening. I don't I don't know for sure. But uh, 
it's cool and I am having a lot of fun with it I feel like I'm growing I feel like I'm learning and yeah it's good stuff uh, just a quick little update I think I, or I did finally reach over 5,000 listens which I think is fucking cool you know 32 episodes in 5,000 listens that's pretty good I don't know what that number is exactly but it's over about 100 listens an episode and that's cool to me like that's that's what I like to see uh, you know, podcast growth has been a little stagnant lately, but I have a, a, a decent following, as I would say. The man-child cult is slowly but surely rising to the supreme level that it will be one day. And uh, I, I, I thank you all for continuing to listen and, and deal with my shenanigans. It is, it is much appreciating and very humbling, as I said. Uh, but besides that, you know... It's been it's been crazy lately, folks. I I've been bad about working out. It's just not been a priority. I haven't had the energy, and it's an excuse. It's not. There's no excuses here, right? Not on the Man Child Pod. We don't make excuses. We make improvements. But yeah, I've been been bad in that department. So maybe I'll challenge myself this next week to just hit it a couple times. Just not even you know, just two times maybe even. Just a little something to get back into the swing of things. You know, I did go play some basketball on Sunday, which was fun. Uh, but other than that, I've been, I have not been working out. I have been eating better. I have been avoiding gummies and sodas and, and nasty shit like that, mainly because I'm trying to, you know, tighten up that budget and make that thing work again. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the big things I want to get back to. I got to start blowing off some steam, getting my body moving again and just being active. You know, I'm always a happier person when I'm active. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling loose and ready to go. So, Got to get back to that. Also, same with the journaling and meditation. You know, it always, it always all slides at once. If you if you if you let one thing go, the the blocks start to tumble. The it all starts to start shaking and let loose. You know, you get the wobbles, the speed wobbles. Oh, I'm going too fast and things are falling apart. Blah. So, like like I said, I, that's why I came up with the fingernail idea. You know, I'm gonna start there, get that on track. And then maybe that'll snowball into the other stuff. And I'm going to keep using that momentum as I have talked about before to let me, you know, push me forward and, and keep me going forward. Yeah. So just wanted to share that with you. Uh, other than that, still reading the electric Kool-Aid acid test. Ugh, why is it so hard to read books, people? Why is it so hard? There's something I used to love it. I still love it, but it's like there's this mental block. It's like, nah, just watch a YouTube video, you lazy fuck. Yeah, just sit down and be a piece of shit. And that's what I do. And it's frustrating. Gotta get, gotta figure out something there too. I don't know. I'm always trying to figure out stuff and it's just, like I said, it can be too much. And I'm like, I'm already doing it again. I want to do all this stuff here at the end and it's like, come on, Miles, you know better. You gotta pick a few of these things. So we'll see. Um, but other than that, I'll just give you a few things to check out here. Uh, on the outro, the first one would be would be go watch Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. If you have not seen this show, it is on Netflix. There is five, maybe six seasons, anywhere from you know eight to ten episodes each season, and it's my one of my fucking favorite shows. And if you haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Maybe start with the the Thailand episode. I one of my favorite episodes. It's just. The way it's filmed, the storytelling, the food, the people, 
the nightlife. They do it all. And he, he just found such a unique way to bring food, culture, and substance together all in one through beautiful human connection. And, yeah. I mean, plain and simple, there's no one like him. And no one like there's nothing else like that show. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out. There's also an episode with Obama. I believe that one's in Vietnam. I, I can't remember for sure. But also a fucking phenomenal episode. Uh, I recommend checking out one of those. And uh, and the second one to check out. I can't remember if I've mentioned this on here before. But it's one of my favorite. And it's kind of cheesy and it's childish in many ways. But there is this uh, cartoon on Netflix called The Little Prince. And it's just a fucking phenomenal story. It's it's It was a children's book that was made into a cartoon for Netflix and it's a, it's it's great uh, if you are one who likes cartoons still and is okay with kind of experiencing some feels because you're going to experience some feels during this for sure check it out it's it's just very it's inspiring at least to me it, it it's one of the reasons where when I watch that I go yeah you're you're doing the right thing Miles you, you know you don't make any money doing this you don't know what the fuck you're doing but you're doing the right thing <laughs> So yeah, check out The Little Prince as well. Yeah, folks, that's all we got today. Thank you for listening. You're the best. And until next time, Millennial Manchild, out. In a big city, on the streets really paved with gold. All I need is one witness and a pack of cigarettes to smoke. Then I'm gone. So gone.